Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Morning, Grant. Thanks for talking to Radio Info. Congratulations on good results in difficult times. I'll get to them in a minute. But first, I want to ask you about something that's happening today on the HIT network as part of that, I presume, leaner operating model you spoke about in the results. Can you tell me what's happening with HIT regional breakfast shows? Thank you for the question, Stephen. No, I can't tell you at this point in time. Um, you know, it's uh, there's certainly some changes across um, uh, across the business, but respectfully, I will issue a statement later in the day that um, will provide some detail for you. Fair enough. Thank you. Got to try. You announced no dividend for shareholders next year. Are you keeping a bit in the bank in case COVID continues to hit business hard in the next year? Yeah, I think most businesses have looked very hard at whether it is responsible to pay a dividend in these uncertain times. We have taken the decision not to pay a dividend at this point, as many companies in Australia have. And you know what we need to see is uh, a stronger recovery and a level of sustainability in terms of the opening up of economies. And you know whilst we sit here with very high liquidity and $271 million of cash on hand, which we will effectively apply to our, uh, our debt, bringing us down to a historic low debt level of $130 million. At this point in time, any company with a level of high liquidity, I think is a good thing. And I think shareholders respect that the company must first and foremost look after its, its, its fiscal and economic responsibilities at this point. So as soon as we can get back through rewarding our shareholders with a dividend, we will. And we've given some indication as to when that will be, which is effectively a resumption of paying a dividend in FY22. Now, you reduced debt by quite a significant amount with your various programs and also uh, positive earnings across all quarters. Can you talk about that? Yes, most definitely. So first and foremost, we raised $169 million through a capital raising at the onset of the crisis, which was early April. That obviously improved our liquidity very strongly. We also implemented a series of cost measures um, and commitments to the marketplace. And in doing that, we uh, we delivered on the high side of that. In actual fact, in Q4, we reduced our cost base by $65 million across that, uh, that quarter. And effectively from that, we haven't used any of the funds that were raised through the capital raising for operating costs. So therefore, that sits as cash on hand and effectively, when applied to the reduction in uh, net debt, that effectively accelerates the reduction by some 55% from where we are today down to a net debt level of uh, $131 million. And I see you got a little windfall from the government with $16 million from JobKeeper. Has that been important for the company? I think so. I think it's been important for SCA and it's been important for a lot of businesses in Australia because I think JobKeeper, you know, given the uncharted waters we've all been through, the recognition by government that 
employees and companies needed assistance and obviously we employ a lot of people around the country so with that we end up with a uh, a sizable and grateful um, JobKeeper payment um, whether we're applicable for the next JobKeeper 2 remains to be seen but we've certainly we certainly endorse the leadership that uh, the government has applied in this time of crisis and we also recognize that they did create a fund to recognize regional journalism um, through the Ping Fund, and we were obviously a recipient of that fund to the tune of $10 million. What are you doing with that money? Is it all going to hire journalists? It's going for a multitude of things. So as you would realise, the guidelines for the Ping Fund are about sustaining journalism uh, in uh, the regions, creating new products. So we have a very strong group of people around the country. Uh, as I said earlier on, we operate in 105 markets around Australia. So it has been dispersed wide and far to actually underpin both existing and bring some new products to market as well. Metropolitan radio advertising declined by about 25%. It's not unexpected in the pandemic, but can you just give me a little flavour of how that's affecting metro stations? Yeah, I think in metro, obviously there's been a more dramatic impact, um, as we've called out today, in the metro markets than in the regions. I think it's twofold. Firstly, we have a population density within the metro areas and all media companies obviously report from, for the most part, um, from a lot of me- uh, metro you know, uh, operations. And effectively what we've seen is that metro markets have been hit harder than the regions. Secondly, you know, we've always looked at this that about 20% of national marketers didn't exist anymore and that's principally related to travel sectors and related. 20% of the top end, which includes telcos, government, actually spent more. And about 60% in the middle spent less to varying degrees. And therefore, what we saw on an overarching capacity was a, uh, you know, a sharp deterioration across those two months. So Metro has been hit harder than the regions. And I think now that we look back in hindsight, we can see why that has occurred, because the health crisis has fundamentally hit metro markets harder. And I think advertisers, um, you know, obviously adjusted from that. I think respectfully as well, like our business, um, national businesses operating principally from metro markets, uh, you know, cut cut spend in marketing and advertising and promotion. And, um, you know, we've done that. I know other companies have done that uh, all across Australia, but we're still slowly starting to see those companies come back now. And that's evidence through improving recovery rates in revenue across into June, uh, July, and now August. All goes well from that perspective moving forward. And I think what we'll continue to see, hopefully, unless there's further regression uh, at a medical level, that we'll see markets opening up, we'll see hopefully borders opening up, and we'll see advertisers leaning in to take the opportunity of the hibernation that they've been in for some part over the last three to four months. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, and I know that SCA has been doing a lot of study work and promotional work 
at just letting advertisers know that there's a strategy to keep your advertising going and to think about uh, recovery. Uh, we've certainly been covering that on Radio Info too. I think the the evidence is there from past recessions that uh, if you can manage to keep advertising, then you'll do better when the turn-up comes back. Yeah, there's no question. And we have multiple layers of activity uh, occurring at any one point. So we have, you know, alongside our industry peers at CRA, we have considerable investment in the pulse surveys, investment in talking to our audiences in radio, Secondly, we're talking to our, our audiences in Metro about um, being sustainable and uh, ensuring they understand the value of investing in the markets um, and their brands. We've also got Boomtown Naturally. Now, those efforts are about four years old for SCA. They're about two years old for Boomtown, and that continues to educate national advertisers of the economic value of regional markets. Pleasingly, we've really seen four years of improvement across the, the year, so you know, there are a range of things. And two things I'd like to call out, you know, we went into a series called Brand New World as a podcast, which was about talking directly with marketers about why they should reconsider the hibernation and leaning back into it. And of course, on a consumer-led and SME basis, we created Shop Local. And Shop Local operates from anywhere with an SME from Parramatta to Bunbury. And we have seen enormous benefit from Shop Local because it's resonating with local audiences in local communities, whether they're in metro or regional. And effectively, we're seeing that camaraderie come through and those businesses are understanding that you know, if you can support a local business wherever you might reside, that is very good for your fellow community members, um, for your state and fundamentally for all of Australia. So those have been really strong initiatives that were born out of the crisis of COVID and I think will actually have more of a lasting life after COVID than we uh, originally envisaged. Yeah, I think that's true. And certainly, you know, if you're in lockdown and can only venture five kilometres from your home, and then if you're seeing your local coffee shop maybe threatened with closing, there is that sense of just, okay, well, look, I'll go for my walk and I will stop by the coffee shop and I'll buy a coffee just to keep these guys going. There, there is that heightened sense of local camaraderie, as you say. No question. And, you know, uh, we've got many local coffee shops in, uh, in my area and you have to share yourself around. You have to uh, walk across the road to the opposite side of the road and, uh, and talk to that coffee uh, or cafe. And you have to, you know, gracefully say, sorry, I have to go and see someone else today. Yes. So from that end, you've got to share yourself around. I think that sort of shares the economic burden and the economic opportunity on the way through. And I think everyone will come out of that in a better mental state and hopefully better economic state too. And just a last comment, if you would, about regional radio. It performed better and, as you've mentioned, the Boomtown campaign and I think the lower COVID impact in regionals probably is the reason for that. I think that's right. Back to our population density, you know, whilst just under 40% of Australians live outside of metro, you know, it is across a very vast geography uh, and we operate in every one of those geographies. And we can assure you we're, we're tapped into you know, the, the mood of every one of those local markets. And effectively, we haven't seen that same denigration. We've seen concern. Uh, we've seen desire for information and education. And we try and facilitate that through both our TV and radio assets. More importantly, our radio assets in many ways, because it's live and local. Um, and there is a talkback mechanism with that, which, uh, which television doesn't naturally provide so you know we 
deeply value our relationship with all of the regions, large and small. And I think everyone's recognising that at a, at a government, sta uh, state and local level. And I actually do believe that there is increasing appreciation for what the regions have endured in certain cases, whether it's the bushfires or floods or cyclones or now COVID, but in actual fact, less in COVID than some, some of the metro markets. Nevertheless, you know, I think we're all travelling more. We, we are appreciating, appreciating their, um, uh, their ability to lean in and the lifestyle that they operate in. So, you know, it gives me great joy to go and see all of our people in different markets. And the lifestyle is, uh, is outstanding. And I do know that uh, it's very funny as you walk along beach in a certain place here and there, people will say hello and you, you, say, you say to yourself, I'm not sure if I know them, but I think I know I'm in Boomtown. <laughs> um, so it's always a nice place to be. So, listen, we value it a lot. It is a very strong and stable um, and growing uh, asset within our business. Grant Blackley, thanks very much. Thank you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.